Yes, people, welcome to another episode of Echoes from the Void. Um, I think we're running a, a shorter episode today because my voice is fucked. God damn it. You know what I mean? I, yeah. But I go through periods where I could speak and then periods where I can't. Say a fucking thing Or I'm croaking like a motherfucker So uh Yeah you know It is what it is But um hey Still putting shit out You feel me Um yo You know the craziest thing That I saw right You you know those squirrel suits Those dangerous Fucking squirrel suits That have killed so many people Like one of the graces died wearing one I remember seeing one Where some dude was doing this stunt Where he was gonna shoot through um, Like one of like a tunnel kind of thing on this bridge And you've got all these people on the bridge I believe including his family He didn't get through the hole He didn't get through the hole Well he got through But he hit the edge And you just hear this crack Oh It was horrifying Right But you know what I mean Those suits are crazy dangerous BMW have just brought out Well they, they have test piloted an electric version. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> an electric version of one of the most dangerous things in the world. And it's just like, this suit goes so much faster than the normal version. Which, as a statement, is kind of ridiculous because... It's electric, of course it's gonna go faster, you dumb motherfuckers, what are you saying? You know what I mean? But, it's insane, and they test piloted it in the Alps, which, if I'm test piloting something like that, give me the ocean, you know what I mean? Or, just a huge area covered in fucking marshmallow, because a mountain... That shit just seems way too fucking dangerous to me. You feel me? Oh, my days. You know something else I didn't know, people? Today, right, the 11th of November is officially Singles Day in China. Right? And supposedly, last year... People spent a stack like 23 billion. 23 billion. And they're thinking this year it's gonna be even crazier. How insane is that? I'm like, what are you doing? Like, do we even need more? There's Black Fridays coming up. You know what I mean? Which is then now followed by Cyber Monday. Do you need another motherfucking day? But uh, yeah, 
And that's what you get if you're in China. Singles Day. Why don't we just call it shoot me in the head? <laughs> but uh yeah. I kind of depressed myself, people. I went well, probably way too hard on um, stories of the craziness in the church. And yeah, it is horrific. But um, yeah, that's in this episode. So people, enjoy. <laughs> I propose. Okay, so when I saw that, um, you know, the Football Association's chairman, Greg Clark, has had to step down for language used, I was like, what the fuck has he said? Like, what could have happened? Like, this is so ridiculous, right? And I read the article... Okay, so I read the piece, and uh, yeah, everyone involved are assholes, right? Everyone involved are a bunch of tossers. This is ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous, right? He, so now. All I can go on is the shit I've read. If there was more, then that's down to them for bad reporting. But from what is written, that what he said, this is a joke, right? He um he referred to black players as coloured footballers, right? Now. I don't care, I don't fucking care, and I guarantee, right, you ask a hundred black people, 99 are gonna say, I don't give a fuck, no one would care, because you heard worse, that isn't anything, and let's be honest, right, with so many, like, some people get irritated if you say, you know, Afro, you know, Caribbean, some, if you said black, some, if you, so, some people definitely get, like, uh, 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 what shall I say, you know, so, I'm, like, saying, uh, I'm coloured? Do you know what I'm saying? It, it's not, definitely not the worst. Definitely not the worst. Like, some fucking ass clown said it was abhorrent. That's abhorrent. Really, that's abhorrent. So, if someone drove past you and wound down their window and shouted, Hey, coloured. You're, you're gonna, that's gonna fuck up your day? Really? You fucking pussy old. Because trust me, there, people say a lot worse. If that was the only thing I heard, that's a good motherfucking day. You know what I mean? 
That's a good motherfucking day. For real. You know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous. Right? What it kind of comes as, people didn't like this dude. This dude isn't liked, and this is a great opportunity to get rid of him. You know, that's what this kind of comes out as. Now, he said a few other things, but again, like, they're not the worst things that you could say. Really, they're not. Anyone that tries to act like they are, you're an arsehole. You're a straight motherfucking arsehole, right? So, he said, um... I don't know, there's a lot more South Asians than there are Afro-Caribbeans in the FA's IT department because they have different career interests, right? Now, we, like, firstly, that could well be a fact, and I imagine it is a fact because that's what they're working. If you are just talking about the people working in the IT department, that is not a wrong statement. That's not a wrong fucking statement. If you had talked to everyone in that department, right, even if you hadn't, you're just looking at the department and you're like, hmm, okay, so the uh, this is the makeup of our IT. Eh, well, yeah, like, the these group of people made this choice. That like, come on. Every everyone has heard worse. That isn't a inflammatory. It's not crazy. If you're just looking at a certain level, it's not. Now, <laughs> if you want. You could make that racist. Like, there's so many things you can make racist. And, um, oh, another thing he said was, um, young girls don't like, um, the, the football hit hard at them. Um, I, I would say that is definitely a true thing. Right? Go. But on, now, there's often a few that are like, ah, I don't give a fuck. But on a whole, if you took a random, a lot of girls, young and young girls, let's say, and a random group of boys, like, the girls are going to be more, huh? What's going, like, No. Than the boys Like We're talking about young If you're talking about young Because he said young females And young Right Young Would be like that When you're older People are just like Eh, fuck it But young that is a thing. So why are we trying to pretend that that's not a thing? And people going, oh, that's so sexist. That's so... Shut up. Because we know it isn't. We know that is a fact. Why are we trying to pretend that it's not? 
right? And that's not to say girls don't like football. That's not to say girls can't play. It's just like, yeah, don't. Why are you kicking the ball at me so fucking hard? Right? And it's not even to say kicking the ball at you hard is a good thing. I was like, don't. Why are you kicking the ball hard? What are we doing here? This is a kick around. It's not saying kicking the ball hard is good. Right? But it's saying who would prefer it and who wouldn't. There is a fucking difference. This is so ridiculous and infuriating because it takes away from the serious shit that's happening. And the serious shit is, there's a lot of fucking racism and bullshit in football, right? Now, we've, we've heard um, female players complain about the money, right? And the exposure and things like that. Now, they're the big things rather than a, a comment about, oh, do young girls like the football being hit hard at them? No one cares about that. The girls are caring about how do we improve the exposure of our game? You know, I've always said when every fucking team has got a, you know, a a women's team, why don't you play them both on the same day? So for a ticket price, you're getting two games. Now, You will definitely get some people that, you know, say you're playing the girls first or the girls after. You'll get some people who don't, will only turn up for the boys game, right? But you'll get some who are like, you know what, I'm paid all this money for the ticket. I'm watching both games. And they'll stay and watch and they'll enjoy both games. So then they'll turn up on the reg all the time. For both games, which will then have them watching women's football. Like, that's a simple thing. But for some reason, they don't do it. I don't know. Right? But it's working out solutions rather than trying to uh, make the uh, a small thing a real big issue. When it isn't. It's not a big issue when you're talking about... All the fucking bullshit that goes on. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking crazy. And I think he said, someone talked about gay players and he said it's a life choice. And people took offense at that. But I don't, like, with that statement, I don't even know what he was referring to or talking about, right? Because it could be making the sexuality known, which that would be a life choice, you know what I mean? Because some people don't want other people knowing their sexuality, you know what I mean? Some people will never talk about their sexuality, Right, I think it's if you think about, um, let's say Lennox Lewis, you know what I mean. He never talked about a, a, a girlfriend, 
You know, he's married, right? He never talks about his wife because he wanted to keep that separate from what he does, you know, what he's known for and all of that. So if you want to talk about your sexuality, that's a choice, right? It's not a bad choice or, a, you know, a good choice. It's just a choice. So I don't know if you meant that. I don't know because they didn't add any context. Like you can't write something and go, oh, yes, this was, you know, bad and not actually add the context in which it was said in because that's just some bullshit. But those statements, right, the girl one, the sexuality one, you know, the black one, why are we trying to act like these are abhorrent, as some fucking numb-nutted wanker said? It, it is so ridiculous, right? This shit pisses me off to no end because there is real racism. There's real sexual, you know what I mean, like bullshit. Yo, there's there's real gender bias. Yo, there's all of this stuff happening, like really happening. Really going on Right Not these You mean words That people have then decided are, are, are very terrible And bad Come on Like I don't know what they're doing I don't know, I do not know what they're doing You know it, It's just like <sighs> It, it it just all seems like a joke, right? It, it's this whole bullshit that goes on where people trying to pretend. You know, it's like organisations posting a black square and going, look, we care about diversity. That doesn't mean shit, right? And, like, complaining about this doesn't mean anything. Because it is nothing. Ugh. Like, you know, this is why the FA is always a joke. And all of these idiots, all of these idiots that want to jump on this bullshit, you're perfect. Really are. And as I said, look, if more was said, you know what I mean? Hey, it wasn't written in the piece that I, I'm only going off what I read. And what I read, straight bullshit, man. So, an independent inquiry into child sexual abuse. Well, in regards to the Catholic Church was published the other day. Right? And... In this report, that they found that the head of the Roman Catholic Church in England and Wales was kind of complicit, you know, in covering up 
a lot of shit, which is crazy, right, it's crazy, and the thing is, right, if we look at other organisations, look, if we look at the FA, right, (laughs) this motherfucker would be gone, you know what I mean? And DFA is a shabby organization, but they will get rid of people, you know what I mean, to try and save face. The church doesn't do that. It is insane. It is insane, right? Makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. Uh, and if you think about it, um, Yeah, like, where else can, like, a paedophile or someone who is helping a paedophile still have a job? I mean, when it has become public, no, look, there are a lot of people that are undercover right now, but when it becomes public knowledge, you're kind of done, Right, think of all the people that you know it has come to light have done similar things. They're done, even when, like, there's no, like, there isn't hard proof. You know, there isn't hard proof. There are allegations, but no convictions. Because Michael Jackson was never. I don't believe Michael Jackson was ever actually convicted. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. People, like, there's radio stations that will not play his music. You know what I mean? But the church, whoo, they have got, you know what I mean? If they're a music act, those greatest hits are still fucking on circulation. You know what I mean? God Damn, those motherfuckers, right? So, this, uh, yeah, this dirty-ass piece of shit, Vincent Nichols, it's ridiculous. It is really just crazy when you kind of look at the claims of this report, right? So, they say between 1970 and 2015, the church received more than 3,000 complaints of child sexual abuse against more than 900 individuals connected to the church, right? And they, they've said that those complaints involved more than 1,750 victims and complainants, though the true scale of abuse was much higher and would likely never be known, which is insane, and they're like, it's not even a historical issue, because more than a hundred allegations of abuse have been reported each year since 2016, so, it is still happening, and at a huge rate, because, 
uh, you're in over a hundred allegations. That is way too high, right? And don't get me wrong, like one or two would still be too much, but over a hundred. That's like you're not even trying. You know what I mean? It is insane. It is so bad. And hearing you, you look at everything that has been done. You know, they just move these people around, right? They move these people around. It is crazy. It is just. It's foul, man. It really is foul, right? So there was a guy in Birmingham, a father, James Robinson. You know, he was a serial paedophile, right? And he just got moved to another church after complaints came out against him in the 80s, right? So he then fled to the the States they extradited him back, and in 2010, he was convicted of 21 sexual offences against four boys, four boys, and you can imagine, right, he probably hit up more than those four boys, so if on four boys, he did 21 fucking things, just imagine what this piece of shit did, but For that, he only got 21 years. Only 21. That should just be, yeah, you're not coming out. You're not coming out, right? Then you would arrest his bosses, the people that moved him, because they're complicit. Right? And that's what this report shows. Just all of these things. And this piece of shit, Nichols, right? This is what this motherfucker said. You know what I mean? He said, um, I offered my resignation to Pope Francis. His answer came back very clear, very unambiguous, he wants me to stay in post, so I will stay, because that's where my orders come from, that's where my mandate comes from, he wants me to stay, I'm going to stay and continue to work wholeheartedly at these matters, I mean, I don't know what that means, because I think it's clear that he hasn't done any fucking work on these matters, And the whole resignation thing is just bullshit anyway, right? Because supposedly when, uh, you know, someone turns 75, right? That's when they kind of resign anyway, or at least offer up the resignation. So... This just, so it's not a real resignation, you know what I mean, and if he really was feeling bad, you don't go, oh, well, he said I should stay, no, you just go, you just fucking go, it is laughable, and especially when you think, like, hmm, 
I'm not religious, so I might be wrong here, but I do feel that the Catholic Church, they're the Our Fathers and El Marys, right? That's the one. They've got the beads and all of that shit. You know what I mean? Um, So, where's his repentance? Because I feel that's the whole thing. You're meant to repent against your shit. Where is that? I, I, I don't feel there is any. It's, it's some bullshit, and it just shows, if the Pope is like, no, we want you to stay, then the Pope, as I said, the other week, I think it was the week before last, right, the Pope is full of shit, the Pope is a dumb motherfucker that is a lying sack of shit, so, All of these people that go to these churches and listen to these foul motherfuckers. You might, like, you would do better to stay at home and just read your Bibles and shit in your own yard. Because these people, these people are fucking foul. Right? It's crazy. Like, and this is the thing. If, you know, people will march, right? People And people marched against Trump, right? Being the president. People marched against Boris Johnson being the prime minister. So, if you will do that against those people, surely, surely... You should not be just sitting around doing fuck all about a pope who condones paedophilia. You know what I mean? An archbishop that covers up paedophilia. That should be a... I mean, that that should be a call to arms right there. But weird, it's so weird. People seem to just, you know, let the church off. It's insane. It is foul. The church is full of foul people. And guaranteed, there are a lot of good people. I'm not saying that. But, Right, how many of those good people are just not doing anything about the pedos? Mary, because hey, anyone that's letting this just continue, hey, you're a piece of shit. Mary, look, you might not did all the kids, but if you ain't doing anything, it's like, hey, I equate it to people that. Do nothing when others are getting abused, harassed, sexual, like sexual abusement, like racial abuse, any of any form, right? If you just sit there and let that shit happen, yeah, fuck you. And the same goes to these fucking church people that have let all of this go on. So, yeah. That's what I'm going to say about that, people. Fuck these religious pedos.
Okay, so, I mean, if the Catholic Church is not just the worst, then I don't know, right? So, on top of everything else, they commissioned their own report, right? So, they did a report into... um. Yeah, Theodore McCarrick, right? So he was a former um, cardinal in um, Washington, right? Well, he was an archbishop of uh, Washington, and um, then he became a cardinal, right? Um, And now... Last year he was deflocked, but here's a crazy thing, you know. They in this report, every it, it's like with everything, you know. What I mean, like all the underlings get blamed, but the higher up is fine. So yeah, you know, like Francis, he's. He's let off the hook. But, yeah, they throw everything at um, John Paul II. And uh, he's, um, you know, one of his lackeys, um, Stanislaw Deweese, who was a cardinal um, during this time. And... It is, it's shocking, man. It really is. You know, just, just the cover-ups, right? It, it's crazy. Now, here's the thing. So, before um, John Paul made McCarrick a cardinal, he had received a letter right, he'd received a letter from another cardinal, John O'Connor, right, he, he had warned him that, you know what I mean, he shouldn't promote McCormack, he wrote him a letter, right, now, the letter even, I think it's slightly problematic as well, there's, I mean, the letter cited multiple claims that McCarrick had invited um, seminaries to his beach house and into his bed, right? Supposedly also enclosed four anonymous letters that had been sent to him and other U.S. churchmen in 92 and 93 Alleging McCarrick sexual, sexually abused children and Sumerians. Which, do you know what I mean? Like, it's good he wrote the letter, right? But then also having evidence in the letter that hadn't been acted on is weird, it, it, it's just like, alright, you're, you're stopping this guy, you're trying to stop this guy from getting a larger promotion, but why wasn't this evidence sent to the police? You know what I mean? It's 
weird. But supposedly, right, McCarrick had found out that the letter was written because he, you know, everyone's got spies. You know what I mean? Every like it doesn't matter where you are. You know what I mean? There's spies everywhere. But um, yeah. Supposedly, right? He he um he found out, and then he he wrote a a letter, kind of begging to be uh, kept on and given this promotion. Which you kind of wonder what the fuck happened because, like, the Vatican report shows that John Paul had, you know, decided to not give him the promotion, but then changed his mind. So it's just like, what the fuck was going on? What's going on? And, you know, what I find is the biggest slap in the face, right, is that Francis, you know, he pledged, he pledged to rid the Catholic Church of sexual abuse, that's what he did, supposedly, right, you make that pledge, but then you, um, you know, you, uh, won't accept the resignation of someone who is, you know what I mean, being found to cover up all of this bullshit, it, it makes you go, what? Like, then that's not a pledge. You know what I mean, how is that a pledge? How is that valid? You saying that you want to rid the church of sexual abuse, but then, when it's found, you know what I mean, when it is found that Cardinal Vincent Nichols has covered up a whole heap of this shit, you do nothing about it, you know, it it goes to show this double standard that this arsehole has, you know what I mean, that was the whole thing about him saying that, oh, I feel that gay people should be allowed to have a partnership, but I won't marry them, (laughs) you know what I mean, it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about, you fucking piece of scum, right, this is ridiculous, I, I don't understand how people on urine demanding that this motherfucker goes. I don't understand how he can't be held accountable. It is insane. Truly in fucking sane. Well, I think be careful for what you wish for is the case. For uh, some living in Islington, because <laughs> there is a lot of controversy over a new statue that has gone up in uh, Newington Green. Newington Green? I believe it is Newington Green. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think I'm right. 
I think I'm right, people. Well, for the last decade, there has been campaigns for a statue of Mary Wollstonecraft. I feel that's how you pronounce it. Um, Yeah, because that's where she had set up a, a boarding school for girls back in the day. Um, and on Tuesday, a statue was erected. It was by Maggie Hambling, you know, a sculpture, an artist. Um, but people are not pleased. Well, not everyone, but some people aren't pleased. Now, the statue, it's, uh... Uh, well, it's described as, um, hmm, how would you describe this? Well, a silver female figure emerging from a swirling mingle of female forms. That seems to be the best description I can, yeah, I can see. Um... And, uh, yeah, people aren't pleased because the silver figure on top of these female forms is naked. Yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, many are very p- p- pissed. Right. So um, a, a writer named Tracy King she said, there is no reason to depict Mary naked unless you are trying to be edgy to provoke debate. Statues of named men get to be clothed because the focus is on their work and achievements. Meanwhile, women walking or jogging through parks experience high rates of sexual harassment because our bodies are considered public property. So, yes, that's what she said. Um, And Carolyn Credo Perez, you know, um, she had said that, uh, you know, it feels disrespectful for Wolven Stonecraft herself. Hmm. Now, I don't know, right? I don't know, I think there's a lot to say Now, I think a lot of people don't know who she is I mean, I didn't even know who she was Like, she's the mother of Mary Shelley, right? You know, Frankenstein and the whatnot I didn't know that, right? So, I mean, essentially, right, the gist is Uh she was born in, in well, I was going to say 19, no, 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 1759, people, 1759, um, yeah, they were very poor, because her dad was a, a drunkard, he was a drunkard, squandered all their money, he was abusive, he beat up the mother, and he often... Abused Mary as well You know, like You know, it was a time of poor education Um, Women weren't necessarily educated And that was the case with Mary, right? But she educated herself 
And when she was 25, that's when she opened up this boarding school at Newington Green. Right? She, um, you know, she wrote her novel, uh, Vindication of the Rights of Women, when she was 33. Okay? Um, unfortunately, though, she died five years later um, during childbirth. So, you know, not the longest of lives, but definitely had an impact, right? She She's getting hailed as the mother of feminism, right? So that's the thing. So, you know, people campaigned, they got the sculpture, but now everyone is frustrated, right? Now, I have to say... Right, it's a, it's a small, I don't, well, it looks like the woman on top is small I would also say the woman on top, I mean, she is very, I don't know, let's say stern looking, maybe <laughs> You know, but, right, so, uh, you know, people are saying that, you know, uh, you know feet, like, a fit it should be dressed, it should be dressed, and it's, you know, disrespectful and the like, but I think, uh, to be honest, a lot of sculpture, they're boring as fuck, right, they're boring, and it's, I don't feel it's necessary to do same old, same old, Right, I I feel it's a it's a dif- interesting thing to try something new. You know what I mean to do something a little different. And look, I haven't spoken to uh, you know Hambling about her creation, but I would say that in in you know I feel. Equality, right? That's the whole thing here. You know, Wolfen, Wolfenstonecraft was all about equality and empowerment. Now, having a naked, uh, you know, statue, I feel that does, you know, that def- definitely does kind of speak on empowerment. You know, because it's just like, fuck you. Yeah, you know I mean? I'm gonna stand here proud, all up it, all up in my nakedness. You know what I mean? And if we think about the like the old Greek statues and the Roman statues, those were naked, right? The, the statues of the gods back in the day, and everything like that, and no one had an issue, right? That was a thing. Like we've become very prudish. You know, like, you go on social media and, well, I mean, Twitter don't care. But everywhere else is just, like, you can't show this, you can't show that. Like, that's inappropriate. And, come on, I don't think anyone's really shocked about the human form. I feel everyone has seen it, right? So, why are we, why are we fussing why are we fussing? I don't think 
having a a statue of a naked woman is going to mean people are going to be like, oh, this means I can rape. Yeah, I mean, no, it doesn't. It, it's a it's a completely different thing. I think it's an artist's expression, and that's fair. You know, that's fair. Like, if you wanted a certain statue, then I kind of feel you have to write that into the remit. You know what I mean? Like, if you want a certain thing, you that's what you have to commission. You know, if you are just handing out a, a, an open remit to an artist to create something... Then you have to be open to whatever that artist creates, you know. And listen, right? Uh, I I think some people are gonna be prudish, but then others, I don't think others will. I think others are fine. I mean, Hamblin did say this, right? She said this sculpture encourages a visual conversation with the obstacles, Miss. Wall, Wallstonecraft overcame the ideals she strived for and what she made happen. You know, she said her critics are not reading the word, the important word which is on the plinth quite clearly. For Mary Wolfenstroke, it's not of Mary Wolfenstroke. So, uh, yeah, I think that's fine. She also said clothes define people and restrict people. They restrict people's reaction. She's naked and she's every woman. Most male historic statues are way over life size. My point was that the female figure doesn't need to dominate to be powerful. It's been compared to a rocket of hope. Going up to the sky, track, tracking the fight for female empowerment, Wolven Stonecraft started. Yeah, I would say that is fair. You know, that's a fair thing. Like, why do people care? I think this is the big thing. Why would you care? You know? Like, I think anyone that looks at a statue and is aroused, I think they've got an issue. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's problematic of the person, not the work. Right? And I think if it opens up discussion, that's a big thing. Because, listen, most statues... People don't know what the fuck they are. People don't know. People don't care. Right? When all these statues got ripped down you know, a few months back, let's be honest, a week before, no one knew who the fuck those statues were of. Like, the majority of people would not have known what those statues are. They wouldn't really have taken note of those statues. So... Hey, I am always down for creative endeavor and new shit. And this is something new. You know what I mean? So, hey, live and let live. That is what I say, man. That is what I say. And I hope 
you know, the statue stays. You know, it isn't removed. You know what I mean? Let's 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 do this shit. If we wanna like talk about freedom, fairness, then hey, this is the start, people. This is the start. Okay, people. So on this week's chin check, we look back at Tuesday night's Dana White's contender series and look ahead to the Felder Dasanyos card. Alright, so um yeah, definitely worth checking out, you know what I mean? And sharing with your peoples. Alright? Also, go leave a review. You know what I mean? Write some comments. Interject. Join in with the fun. Alright? But finish this episode first. Alright? Cool. Let us continue. Okay, so this week finally got round to checking out Mr. Robot. It's like something that's been sitting, you know, in there for ages. And I've always, alright, I'll get to it when it's done. Get to it when it's done. But it finished in December and I still, ah, uh, you know, hadn't. But I was talking to someone and, um, yeah, she just reminded me of it. So I was like, you know what? Let me do that. Let me get into it. And that's what I did, people. So, um, you know, it's created by Sam Esmore, who, uh, yeah, he executive produced the show, along with Steve Golan, Chad Hamilton, Joseph E. Iberti, and Kyle Bradstreet. It's produced by Igor Schuberich, Christian Slater, and Rami Malik. The cinematography is Todd Campbell and Tim Ives. Um, yeah, the composer is Mac Qualley. So, it ran for four seasons, right? Four seasons. They're about, mm, about well, between 40 and 60 minutes an episode. And, yeah, it's starring uh, Rami Malek um, as Elliot, Carly Chaikin as Darlene, Portia Dubliday as Angela, and we've got Martin Wallstrom as Terrell Welbick, Christian Slater as Mr. Robot. Um, Michael Crucifer as Philip Price. You know, Stephanie Corneliuson as Joanna Welbeck. So yeah, got um an interesting cast. Very interesting cast. And uh the gist of the show is this. Alright, so Elliot Alderson. A young man living in New York City who works at the cybersecurity company AllSafe as a, a cybersecurity engineer, constantly struggling with social anxiety, disassociate identity disorder, and clinical depression. Elliot's thought process seems heavily influenced 
by paranoia and delusion. He connects to people by hacking them, which often leads him to act as a cyber vigilante. He is recruited by a mysterious insecutionary activist known as Mr. Robot and joins his team of activists known as F-Society. One of their missions is to cancel all consumer debt by encrypting all the data of one of the largest corporations in the world, E-Corp, which Elliot perceives as E-Evil Corp, which also happens to be all safe's, all safe's biggest client. So, like, the show starts, right? So we got Elliot going to a coffee shop. And he then sits down at a table with a dude, and he's like, "Hey, you're you're Ron, right? Well, your your name's really Ramesh, blah 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 blah." And it, like it goes in that my man Ron, you know, he, he runs a pedoph a pedophilia ring. You know what I mean? Like pictures and all of this nasty nasty and so Elliot's like oh yeah I hacked you I know what you do you know what I mean and um yeah I'm not having it and you get Ron being like oh do you want money like what's the deal what do you want and um well no first he's like I'm not paying I'm not paying because I know you'll just want more and then when Elliot's just like oh well you know what I could take you to the police he's then suddenly i'll pay you i'll pay you but yeah it, so it starts all off with that and you're like huh okay all right i'm intrigued you got me sold let's see where this goes and um you know we see him on the underground and he's you know like hooded up He's kind of keeping to himself. But you got this weird drunken guy shouting at him and stuff like that. He thinks he's being followed. There's all a something, right? Then we find out, okay, so he works at this cyber security firm. His best friend works there. And we get more and more, like, information, you know what I mean? On uh, what he's doing. Right, but it he then finds that yeah, he's recruited, recruited to join this hacker group. Now, that hacker group, there's things that make sense, right? Because they talk about it, and he's just like, listen, we're all based here, so they're in I don't know Coney Island, I think it is, right? And um. Yeah, they're just in a spot, and only in that spot do they do the hacking and all of this to, as a way for no one to get caught. Which, I have to say, right? Because he's often, oh, I think people are following us. People are following us, you know? And I'm just like, okay, so yeah, they can't, you know, Ha get your computer and find everyone 
but they could just follow you, right? That, that's the crazy thing. But it's just like, wait, couldn't they just follow you to this thing? Especially if you're always just going there, right? They'll just follow you. And you, you, you spot the people in the suits, but you know, if they were real smart, they, they'd have different people. You know what I'm saying? It, it was a bit like, yeah, the logistics of that whole thing did baffle me a bit because it's just like, it's still not safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's still not safe. Like, if you've changed up the location on the reg, yeah, you think, all right, that would possibly make it safer. But, um, yeah, I'm just like, it's not safe, right? Um, but, so, uh, this is the thing. So, he's, yeah, now in with these hackers, and they ask him to do this thing, and, like, it gets more and more complicated, with the ask and everything, right? But obviously, you know, he's he's in it because the the the, the E Corp they were behind a black water type scandal killed which killed his dad and his friend Angela's mum. Right? And you know I mean because there always has to be a thing, you know? So um yeah, there is, so he's down, but, you know, there's, there's new complexities to it all, and, um, I think it's, uh, like, the hack and all of that, I'm like, fine, 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 just, yeah, there's things about it, and this is the thing, I enjoyed it, right, I enjoyed the show, I thought it was interesting. I thought there was definitely, like, stuff that happened that was just like, I right, yeah, I don't mind that, right? That's pretty, that's interesting. You know, um, I mean, some of the stuff around the mental illness and all of that, that worked really well. Like, the way they tried to show the paranoia at times, like, using, like, different editing techniques and stuff like that. I didn't mind that. I thought that was pretty, pretty slick. You know, I thought that was an interesting way of getting across to the watcher. I think some of the things, that, like, at the very beginning, when he sits down to talk to the pedo Ron, and he's just like, listen, I get it. I find it difficult to talk to people as well, you know, because I'm depressed and blah, blah, blah. And, but, I mean, he does talk to people. Like, this is the thing. Supposedly, he finds it difficult to talk to people, but he's all up talking to a load of people. You know what I mean? Like, the only thing that you, you see is... They do the whole, oh, he doesn't like hugs, right? Or, or physical contact. Like, that's the biggest thing. But, like, yeah, he's talking to people pretty fine. And getting everything pretty fine. Like, there's not a lot of... Wait, huh? 
that doesn't make any you know what I mean? or just saying things and it being just off tangent or something so, like i i just thought you know I mean? the ask is to believe that he is you know awkward and all of these things but on the whole they don't it doesn't always come across you know i think that was one of my biggest things because i'm just like yeah you can say it and you can repeat it but you kind of have to show it and you don't really show it i felt anyway you know because yeah a friend of mine she's loves it she i think this is one of her favorite shows you know and this is the thing i didn't mind it i enjoyed it but yeah there was these certain things that you're just like mm, i don't know i don't know if that really really kind of shows this thing that world also right and and this is one of the like it's just a tv thing but you've just got all of these attractive people, you know what I mean, who are just in this thing, doing this stuff together, and you, like, there's no, there's, I mean, look, you can, there's, don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm like, ah, oh, she's so hot, she's so hot, I'd love to date her, but you, you, look, I think mean, you can look at people and objectively go, yeah, they're, they're okay, you know what I mean, they're not shabby, right, and so it's just everyone, like, no one kind of just normal, I mean, they threw in, you know, you got the chubby hacker, um, you know what I mean, but, like, everyone's pretty of a certain type, which is a bit, like, yeah, you know what I mean? That's just a bit, uh, it's a little frustrating. Ain't gonna lie. And then, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just what happens that his neighbor wants to jump his bones. Right? And you're just like, okay. All right. Fine, fine. You know? It was just a little, mmm could have played it a little bit better i kind of felt you know so you've got that but then it's just i think like there's shows like dawson's creek right where everyone seemed to have the same talking style you know everyone's rather verbose and it's all a bit like okay but in this I mean, not everyone's got the same talking style, but everyone is a little bit wordy. You know, especially like you've got the drug dealer, you know, Vera, who's meant to be like all menacing and everything, but it's just all a little bit like, hmm, okay. We can calm down a little bit. Like, Surely, we have some people talking and just being a bit normal. Not everyone has to be 
this like uber just ultra crazy weird different you know it kind of pushes pushes it hard like that you know we're, we're playing with all of these different things and you're messing with these things and it's just like you know because we've got um Welbeck and his wife you know what I mean all getting a little cray cray and that's fine you know that's fine but it's like there's the scene with the bed right you've got the scene with the bed and the whole BDSM and all of that and you're just like okay but what's the purpose right maybe that goes more into the, the other seasons but in season one it really didn't it seemed a little pointless having it there right it just seemed a bit like oh look at these people they're risque but we didn't even like all we saw is her get tied up and want a gag in her mouth like that was it and you're just like, okay, what's the purpose here? What, what, what is this doing? You know, going, oh, she's very dominant, but she likes to be submissive. Like, what are we, you know, what are we doing here? Right? You then have, um, you know, her dude, Martin, well, Terrell, right? Terrell, who... Like, they show him at the beginning, and you think, like, they try and play him like he's a geeky dude. You know? Hey, I use Linux, too. But then they want to show him as being, you know, different, crazy. Like, he'll do anything to try and get ahead. You know, and he'll do gay sex. He'll beat up bums. Right? Whatever it takes. Which is, like, okay. Right? But then he 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 flips, and you're kind of like, right, okay, we, we you know what I mean? Like you have these things happen. Firstly, video cameras, man, like video cameras, really, none, even on a you know what I mean? There's just that the whole roofing was a little. Secondly, fingernails. Skin, fingernails. Hmm. You know what I mean? But it's just like, to go that far, you, you, you should see these other signs and weirdnesses which they didn't really play. You know, like, I think there were certain things that were there to show oh, this person's crazy, or this person will go to these lengths, but we don't, like, there's not enough within the episodes to substantiate some of the things, you know what I mean? I, I, it just felt like that, right? So we're, we're playing with Elliot and we're... <coughs> 
Oh, man. We're playing with Elliot, right? And we're showing, like, you know there's something off, right? There is definitely something weird going on with his relationship with Mr. Robot. Like, you can see that from the giddy through, like, some of the interactions, some of those early interactions. And you also have to feel, after the peer incident, why would he go back? Right? So that was always, that's always a thing. So you know, yeah, there's, there's, there's some off shit here. Then also, they have like, um, Darlene hanging out with Angela. So again, you kind of go, okay, there is something more here. So I think some certain things are kind of let out the bag, maybe a little early, you know what I mean? Or, or you just have, by doing a certain thing, they give you too much. And you're like, oh, okay, right. I get it. Hmm. So, yeah, we, we, we have that. It does then fall a little bit predictable. You know, I think you can see the whole Angela thing going. Like, you can see where that's going, you know? There's certain things that you just be like, okay, so that's gonna, and then that's gonna, all right, they're gonna then do, hmm, yeah. All right, I get that, I get that. Which is, you know, eh, like it's all, it is fine. Because as I said, look, it, there is this enjoyment of it all right, like, it is kind of, you do want to see where it's going, I did think the end, like, you had the end end, and then the hard end, and the end end was a little, I mean, like, always having, you know, someone go and open up a door, but then you don't see who's at the door, ah, it's always a little bit weak, as an ending, you know what I mean, and you, and it just started to feel, leading up to that bit, it got a little flat, right, it got a little flat, because everything's getting kind of shut down, and you know, you just got all of this stuff, and then you're just like, okay, but, and then it does that, you know, like, eh. but then they want to, you know, they, they throw the whole white rose, like, hint, hint thing in at the very, very end. And you're like, okay, right. So, yeah, you got someone playing two sides and fine, fine. It was, I don't know, I just don't, it didn't really have that impact for me, the very end of the whole thing, I'm kind of interested in season two though, so yeah, I'm, I'm imagine I will do season two, you know, but as I said, look, I did like it, but yeah, there were all of these kind of odd things 
happening that kind of make you go, hmm, you know what I mean? And I have to say, right, when you're driving around in the heat, wouldn't you smell something in your boot? You know what I mean? Like, that was my thing with, with that, that, that crazy that happened in, what, see, episode four or something. It was just a bit like, wait, 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 wait. How is it no one smelt that shit? You know, like you're you're out all day in that car, and you're telling me you ain't smell. It's not winter. If it was winter, you you'd understand. You could get it, but yeah, you know, what I mean? like come on, man, come on. They do go a little hard on some of the things though, like. Ugh, I hate Steve Jobs, and I hate Facebook, and I hate, you know what I mean, like, they definitely go a little hard on that, I think there's a lot of other things that you could point out too, you know what I mean, it was just a bit like, wait, why are you only pointing those, if you, if you want to do that, there's a lot of things you can point the finger at, you know what I mean, so it was a bit like, hmm, I think someone doesn't like certain companies here, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm compelled, right, I'm going to see where it's going, and especially, like, they throw in those things, like, huh, I think he hacked me, you know, he hacked me, like, the only way we'll ever know is if the country collapses, and then you get, uh, so you're thinking, okay, this is a storyline that's not gonna die, <laughs> you know, but you do think, why Krista not just going, oh, fuck you, it's a little odd, but yeah, I don't know, yeah, as I said, look, it seems that it's something that will pop up, you know, the shit's gonna pop up in a later season, so we'll see what happens there, but, uh, yeah, Mr. Robot, season one, I checked it out on Amazon Prime, um, I don't know if it's anywhere else, but yeah, I don't know, yeah, it's worth giving a look, it's definitely not the worst thing I have seen, I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's interesting, I'm compelled, so, uh, there you go, people. <laughs> Okay, people, I have to say, right, so back in 2015, I read, well, I don't even really know how I came across it. I, I think I saw it on, uh, the, like, the homepage of Audible, right, or maybe I was doing a search, but I came across a book called the stone man okay so it was from a guy called luke smithered and hadn't heard of him before hadn't come across any of his other books and i think like the cover like the cover is is, is very difficult for me because when i first saw it i thought it was just all blue but when you really kind of look closely, there's a silhouette of a black 
kind of thing on it. And so I, I forget what intrigued me, but I picked up this book and God damn it. It was one of the best things I'd read. It literally blew me away. Like I have recommended this book to so many people. Um, and so, yeah, of course I checked out, you know, his other stuff. And when new books dropped, I was all, all about it. So earlier this year, in June, he dropped The Man With All The Answers. I believe we talked about it on a podcast, right? And um, he also was like, oh, there's news coming. And I'm like, okay, okay. And so he was waiting for this news to drop. And then we find out. He's written a sequel to The Stone Man, right? So um, it's called The Empty Man. And that was intriguing because he said at the end of The Stone Man that, you know, he, he doesn't envision a sequel. Like this was written as a, a complete story and the ending happened in this way and it wasn't meant to lead into anything else and all of this so it was just like oh god damn it what's this new book gonna be you know what i mean so because of that i was like i okay i should re-acclimatize myself because it's been five years right um so that's what i did people I uh, picked up the stone man to read before I get into the empty man. So, um, all right, here's the gist. It's read by Matt Addis, who does a very good job. And the gist of the book is this. Where has it come from? Where is it going? And what does it want? Hmm. Or, let me start here, even. <laughs> Nobody knew where it came from. Nobody knew why it came. When an eight-foot-tall man made of stone appears in the middle of a busy city centre, one July afternoon, two-bit and antisocial reporter Andy Pointer assumes it's just a publicity stunt. Indeed, so does everyone else, until the stone man begins to walk, heading silently through the wall of the nearest building, flattening it and killing seven people inside as a result, as efforts by the local police and soon the government to halt the stone man's Inexuberable progress proved futile. Only three questions are on the waiting, watching world's lips. Where has it come from? Where is it going? And what does it want? Andy is determined to be the first person to answer those questions. After all, he was there when it arrived. Surely the headaches and visions he's experiencing a proof of a mental connection to the stone man. 
Clearly, his dreams of champagne and notoriety are all about to be fulfilled once he uncovers the truth and the scoop of a lifetime. In pursuit that carries him the length of the country and breadth of the Atlantic, and he uncovers the jagged pieces of an increasingly terrifying puzzle. As the number of lives lost in the wake of the stone man reaches grim figures, the terrible results of Andy's blind determination force him to confront the savagery of human nature. When irresistible forces aren't met by immovable objects, how far is too far? Andy must discover the answer and find out who he really is in the shadow of the stone man so yeah like one real interesting thing about this book was it happened in coventry right all the places like you think this would happen coventry is not the first on the list right and that made it a little unique because whenever you see like these these big movies or these books where aliens come, it's you know it's a capital, right? It's usually America. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, it's always a capital. So yeah, Coventry, you're like, huh? Okay. Um, and. You know, I think we have this weird thing, right? So, like, aliens land, and then, you know, you have someone who straight away has kind of got an idea of what's happening and contacts the authorities and gets sucked into this big thing, and it's all... And you just think to yourself, it's always so simple, so clear-cut. And the way this book starts, right, it, it, you've just got, you know, Andy, he, as I said, he thinks it's a, a stunt, right, a publicity from a firm. And so everyone's reaction in that space, you're thinking, this makes perfect sense, Right? At, like, because you have people believing that they saw something and no one else is believing and people are just, like, freaking out and losing their minds. And you're like, yeah, I, I can imagine that is exactly what would happen. And then it starts to move, right? Which you're just like, oh, fuck. But here's the thing as well. And we see this all the time, right? So a big incident happens. And, you know, you think, all right, people should leave the area. You know, like someone's got a gun, someone's stabbing people, someone's been attacked, there's a bomb alert. People don't. People stand around with their phones and shit. And you're like, what are you doing? So, the, the, just this whole kind of introduction to um, the events, 
you fully believe it. You're fully sucked in. And then also Andy's, yo, his thought process. Because it isn't all, I need to, you know, get in, get in touch with the prime minister. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or anything like that. It's, I can make a scoop here. I can, you know, become the number one reporter in the country, if not the world. You know, it is very self-centered. And, yeah, of course it would be. You know what I mean? People are straight out after looking for themselves. So, all of this, it is great because you fully, you know what I mean? You're involved. You're there. You're just like, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I see this happening. All of it makes full sense to me. You know, I think another great thing here is Andy is never really sold as a hero. Like, he's a bit of an arsehole. You know what I mean? He's, yeah, a little bit self-centered. You know, he, 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 he wants to think that he's trying to do the best or putting other people first. But it's mainly about him, right? And I mean, that is really brought home, well, a couple of times at the start. You know, just when he bumps into a friend and he realizes at no point did he think of his flatmates. You know, so we got that, and then something else he does, which, pretty shitty, pretty shitty, and, but the narrative is, I shouldn't do this, but I'm gonna do it, because, you know, end of the day, I'm only human, and I'm not a great person, so, you know, they weren't a friend, I might as well, you know, you're just like, yeah, the way he's trying to convince himself that, yeah, you know, if I don't, someone else is going to, and you're just like, really, none of that makes it right, like, none of that, you know, I think, makes this a good thing to do, but he still does it, and that, that's great, because it gives us a character that I think everyone relates to. Because there's all, you know what I mean, all the time the hero does these things and he doesn't do these other things. And you're kind of thinking, okay, yeah, 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 that's cool. But it's just like, hmm, I probably would have done that other thing, you know. You know what I mean? You're, you're ne you can never fully be like, yes. I get everything that person is doing. So, yeah, all of this. And just the way the book builds. You know, we, we, we have them getting these visions and seeing these things. But it's just a, a case of, you know, like there's things that you you might not credit at first. Or when you think to yourself... Uh, this could be a problem 
you will do as much as you can to mitigate it, to kind of push it aside and not think about it for as long as you can. And that's what we see Andy do. So he's quite, and when he goes into action, it's kind of just for himself, right? He still wants to be this big time reporter. And so, um, yeah, I think the story, it moves really well. Like there's never a point where you think it's lagging or it's just like, ah, this is a little dull. You know, and we meet other people along the way. And all of them, you know, there's no sugarcoating. Everyone is, you know, they all act very differently. But they all act in a manner which you can think, yeah, I see that. I get that. Right? And that is always very refreshing. You know, even... Um, I think there's a point when everything has gone real crazy, right? And you've got, um, oh gosh, I think it's Paul. I want to say Paul. I think it's Paul. Yeah, I'm going to say Paul, right? And um, he concocts this, this plan. And it's just like, Andy is thinking, do I go along with this? Right? And you can think, you think to yourself, oh shit, yeah, I've been in those situations where suddenly you have to think to yourself, oh, am I going along with this guy? Or am I going to blow up their spot? Right? So it's just these moments that all make sense. And even when you think, wait, why the fuck are they doing that? You can still go, you know what I mean? I, I get, from what we know of this character, from everything that's happened, yeah, they seem like the type that, that, would, that would do that stupid ass thing. You know what I mean? So it all, definitely all works, right? And... I like the fact that we get to this point where, you know, everyone is, well, I'm not saying everyone, some people are living how they would like, but there's always a nagging thing, you know, there's always that concern of, hmm, what... What's next? Yo, like, we haven't finished. There is unfinished business here. But it, it's interesting with, because, right, at no point do we have, like, these characters think of, like, there's no thinking of a an actual plan, right? Because it is all very self-centered. You know, no one's going, hmm, how can we actually solve the problem, right? What is the actual re... Like, our main character, they're not doing that shit. 
because it is very much what works for me. You know what I mean? What what elevates my shit? So then when you do get to the point, you're just like, okay, right. And again, you're just like, yeah, because they're not heroes. You know, it is very self-centered, right? It is very much, oh shit, I'm looking after me. Though even when we have the whole, I'm laying my shit out, right? It's, okay, I'm going to tell the story and this is what happened. And I like it because, you know, what, what we're hearing is the thoughts that you probably would have. You know what I mean? Like, oh, fuck, I'm just stalling. I know I'm stalling. I, I just need to get this out, right? I just want to tell my side. I want to tell people and let people know, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And as I said, like, even at that last point, right, when it's just like, ah, oh, I've got an idea. The way the response is, you know what I mean? It's just like, well, you delayed, right? And yeah, there was the delay, right? So even when the person is trying to be like, oh, I'm doing this to help, you're just like, well, you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're not. Because if you were, you'd have done it a lot sooner, right? You 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 wouldn't have disappeared. So, yeah, I really, really like the flow of the story and the relatability to um, everything that goes down. It just makes so much sense, you know what I mean? And that's great because we don't always get that with this type of thing with these alien encounters, you know, so where, yes, there have been thousands, millions probably of stories about aliens, you know, coming down, people encountering them, and all of that, I do believe that this is something new, something completely different, in just its execution, in the way it all just flows, right, it's, it's a great story, it's a great story, and I really enjoyed the end, really enjoyed the end, you know, because I think if, if any more had been said, it wouldn't have had the same impact. Definitely wouldn't have had the same impact. And I, as I said, look, I enjoyed this so much. I have given this book to so many friends. You know, and everyone I, I, I told them, I'd be like, yo, have you read The Stone Man? It's incredible. So, um, yeah, I'm very glad that I did the reread. Because there are definitely points that I'd forgotten. So, um, yeah, I am looking forward to getting into the sequel, people. 
So, um, yeah, stay tuned for that one, okay? Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely recommend getting this on Audible because Matt Addis does an exceptional job with the reading and the voices and all that jazz. So, uh, yeah, pick it up, people. The Stuntman, book one. Okay, people, so we are drawing to the end of another episode. And before we do, we're taking a look and seeing what is going down in the world of TV. Well, it would seem that HBO are um, not doing a second season of their Stephen King-inspired show, The Outsider. You know, I think originally it was always meant to be a mini-series anyway, but I think because of the good numbers, you know what I mean, the, 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 the production company want to do more. So supposedly they're shipping it out to uh, other platforms and stations, so, um, you know, maybe it gets picked up, but maybe it doesn't. Right, but um, it would seem that yeah, right now a lot of stuff is actually getting renewed, right? So, um, IMBD TV have handed out a second season of their Alex Ryder series, um, and this one is gonna be adapting. Anthony Horowitz's fourth book, Eagle Strike, right? So, um, yeah, there is that. Um, Catherine Hahn, she has joined the cast of um, the Apple TV series, The Shrink Next Door, which, I mean, this sounds like a f- fascinating, and it's actually based on a true story, right? So, um, you had a dude, right? Uh, a Dr. Ike Isaac Hirschbluff, um, and he had a patient, uh, a Martin Makowski, right? And they, um, yeah, they got a bit too close. So, the shrink had persuaded, um, you know, what I mean, this uh, Martin to let him move into his house in the Hamptons and make him the president of the family business. How insane is that? So, um, you know, what I mean, that might be something that persuades me to. Uh, Take a look at Apple TV. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, this is uh, out. Luca um, Gudagini, right? Who, you know, is known for Call Me By Your Name and Superior. He has been hired by the BBC to um, do a, a new take on. Brideshead Revisited. You know, so supposedly 
production will go ahead next year. No word on how many episodes the series is. Supposedly, a host of big names have signed on, but um, nothing is quite official yet, to uh, be honest with you. Um, and uh, after, uh, was it The Long Stand? Hmm. The Jordan documentary that came out this year. I forget what it was called. Haven't got round to watching it yet, but it's in my list on Netflix. But we're gonna get another basketball TV series and a, a true one as well. So Charles Barkley, he um his production company. They are uh, making a scripted series on um, this uh, gambling situation that went down in the 50s around college basketball, right? So supposedly it was this huge situation that nearly brought the game down on its head. So yeah. They are um, uh, bringing that to TV, which, you know what I mean, it does sound interesting, right? Um, But, yes, other renewals. So, Netflix, they are giving a second season to Young Wolanda. They've also handed out a, a third season to the Umbrella Academy. Uh, supposedly filming of that will start um, next year, February. You know, so it will either air you know, later 2021 or beginning of 2022. Um, yeah, so there is a lot. Also, they have um, decided to renew Emily in Paris. Yeah, I mean, so like the the show is trash. It's straight trash, but it is definitely something that was always gonna be popular. You know what I mean? So yeah, I am. Not surprised it is getting a second season, you know what I mean? Um, now Jim Gaffigan has uh, joined the cast of uh, Stargirl on the CW, um, for the uh, I don't know, second season, I believe it is. So he is going to what well, he's not actually. In it in person, he is uh, voicing a CGI character called Thunderbolt, right? So it's kind of like an imp genie, and um, it lives well, it was trapped in a pen. So I believe at the end of the first season, we see someone steal a pen, that's where uh, Thunderbolt was living. So, um, yeah, that shit is coming. And um, let's end on this one, right? So, we know that they're making a Clarice series, you know what I mean? That will be hitting CBS. 
and it is a like a direct sequel to Silence of the Lambs, right? Um, now it had already had a a number of few people cast. You know, Alex Kurtzman, um, you know, uh, Elizabeth Cleveter are, um, you know, producing and show running, right? And you already had, like, Michael Colditz as um, DOJ investigator Paul Krendler. Carl Penn is archival expert. Ermin uh, Grinayan Nick Sandow Is um, another agent Murray Clark You know Chris Faruka Is agent Kiga um, And John Tokalidis Is Christo Capadidis uh, And er- Erica Anderson Is Casey Lafferty Along with a Rebecca Breed, who will be Clarissa Starling, but right, they've now um, yeah cast a few extra people. So um, who are we? We've got Matt Matla, Mommy Carpenter is going to be playing Catherine Martin, who. Is the girl that Clarice saves at the end of Silence of the Lambs from Buffalo Bill, right? Um, we've also got Jane Atkinson, who will be playing her mother, Ruth Martin, who is a US senator. Um, Sean Doyle is gonna be playing Clarice's therapist. At uh, Quantico So um Yeah It is all fleshing out Ah It kind of seems like it will be The kind of new Hannibal So uh yeah we will see How this goes But people uh, That is it I am off to uh, drink Some limb sip And uh You know what I mean <laughs> See some lemon and honey can help. But uh yeah, we'll catch you next week, people. Peace.